All right, welcome back to part two. Let's dive into what Ashley and I have been working on personally. Okay, we wanted to end this podcast. Don't worry, it's not ending for a bit. But we wanted to end it with kind of each of our... What we've been working on lately. Like like our personal mantras or what we're working on personally. You'll get it when you hear it. What do you want to start, Dal, or do you want me to start? I can start. Okay, start for us. So I have been working on lately, just, I will, I realized, I guess, on our trip to Denver that I had just... The great refiner's fire. The great refiner's fire. Oh, man. Um, I just realized that I've kind of been in this funk lately, just reacting instead of like acting from from who I am as Dallin. I've just been reacting to emotions or reacting to the needs of the kids or reacting to things I expect you want me to do or reacting to things that I think others would expect me to do in this situation rather than choosing to do it because I feel like it's the right thing, the best thing that I could be doing right now. And it's just not a healthy place to be in mentally when you're just doing everything that you expect others would want you to be doing or everything that just needs to be done in the moment urging urgent things coming at you well usually when you're react not you but when a person reacts or just does what they're told it's begrudgingly or with the mindset i could be doing it's it absolves you at least you think it does absolve you of every responsibility because you can just place the blame on everybody else but yourself but in reality you're just choosing that, um, that you're just going to be at the whim of whatever emotion comes your way or hormone comes your way or like whatever urgent task comes your way. And it's, it's really just not freeing. a fun place. It's not a very freeing place to be in. And um, it just all happens so fast with, you know, just two kids over. I guess it happens slowly, but you just kind of I just got in this funk where I was just reacting to everything around me instead of doing things because it's right to be it's right to be done. And I really feel like I, that's what I, how, how I want to be spending my time and energy and efforts doing this thing because like instead of just doing it because Ashley asked me to do it, do it because I want to be a good husband and support her or like I, it's something that we agreed on previously. This lines with our goals for the day. And yeah, that makes sense. I would be probably doing that right now anyways, that type of thing like versus just, there. oh, Ashley asked me to do that. I'm going to just go do that because just make her happy, that kind of thing. Or well, the you kids, instead of just things. because the kids need this right now and I'm just going to do it, I'm like from the mindset of I'm going to be, I want to be a good dad and does this align with like my highest aspirations and goals for my kids, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Or I mean, you had told yeah. me when we would talk about this over the years, you would say things like, I don't know what it is, but when you're around, I like take a back seat and just wait, like just wait for me to tell you what to do kind of. Uh And I would just be like, uh, like, I don't know how to not, I don't it's know. just a groove it that was we like fell a weird in and cycle neither of us liked it, but it's a groove that we fell into because... I was probably like more you, on top of it slash you just, bossy. You were, yeah. And just started out... Like when we first had the babies, Dallin didn't know what to do with babies. And I was also at work for eight hours a day too. So I would kind of come home into Ashley's realm and she would... I would just kind of help her pick up where she where I needed where help. she was at currently at home with things, and that was kind of the groove. And it worked. Uh, uh, yeah, but also it, well, like uh, it, the I guess we didn't know that the hope 
uh, ideally, as you became more familiar with kids and schedules and all that, like I would be able to step back and you would be able to step forward. But I, it was kind of like, as you took, like simultaneously, I took two steps forward and you took two steps back. <laughs> I just got used we to asking Ashley being... what to do like with kids or what do right. they need and stuff instead Which, of rising up it started out really and, nicely like yeah it was the, it was well, definitely the easier path for me but also the path of no growth but it started out you doing it to be super helpful like to be like how can i, I help ash to, yeah yeah and it grew into a trend of me not waiting for you to ask because you knew i knew you were going to ask how can i help you and me just being like the second you showed up this and this and this needs to be done do this and this and this uh-huh and slash it's all, all, like every day all day yeah it's the it's path of least resistance for me but also just like not fulfilling because i'm not choosing right really like, it didn't, anything none of us you didn't do it in a lazy way and i didn't do it in a mean way well maybe it, <laughs> i don't think so like it just became like i don't like not a it was not just, something just we purposefully the easiest created, way to get things done but I guess. it happened yeah so anyways and then it became something that you resented and i resented me over here being ashley's like, like who's why my... can't he just just do it why do i have to ask him yeah. and dallin being like why can't she just stop telling me what to, like can she not trust me to here to i am do like like just sitting there waiting to be told what to, not all that i'm not just this no. loser but like it was um, this was a facet of our life like yeah a small to a degree facet. just me sitting like kind of waiting more than being proactive and acting and for myself and say... it was just like small resentments are building up and then eventually it would like topple over and i would kind of like retreat and and it wasn't down not in every aspect of his life like Dallin's a highly I'm, competent definitely i'm probably over exaggerating like amazing person this mostly had to do with i can be hard on when myself inc- like with the children kind of i would say yeah mostly like, with not the with the business not with the house not with our relationship mostly with the children i guess and um i just realized now that in order to be a good husband and dad i need to step up and act and choose like be proactive about like how do i what do i really think would be the best thing to do here should george have another cookie should he keep watching shows or right. should he like go to time out or like i can well, I'm, so I i've need... just been stepping up as a dad and i'm um, doing things that i feel like need to be done instead of just kind of letting ashley take the helm there i think it becomes such a habit that it was it's it was like a a hard thing to suddenly announce and b great that you did and see like a big shift for me now like in the moments where i'm like oh i should just tell like let me ask dylan to do this or or when you're struggling it's hard for me not to step in like when you're having a hard time with the kids i'm really consciously trying to not not help you but to let you be the leader in the situation when you when it was your situation like if I hear struggles downstairs, I'm it, I'm trying not to like run down and be like, what's going on? I will handle this mm-hmm. instead of being instead maybe coming down and being there if you need me, but just hanging back until we figure out like we'll figure it out. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's good. I appreciate the trust that you have in me because I'm a good dad and I just have not been exercising that. I think it's hard too because... As much as I should have been. You've been trying really hard to be a good husband. Uh-huh. That's been your focus, I think. Um, and I think the missing thing was, I feel like right now in our life, for you to be the best husband you can be, you have to like be the best dad you can be. Well, also, because I was like being a best for a while, I thought being a good husband was just doing whatever I thought you would want me to do. But also, that's just being centered in Ashley, which doesn't make me a good husband and just makes me a mirror of Ashley, which she doesn't want. That just makes me lame. Like she wants to have a husband who like has his own passions and is is also an adventure to be with, not just like some robot. You know, that day where you said all this to me. And you said you were changing how you handled things. Uh-huh. I was like, all I've ever wanted, I feel like our struggle has been like me feeling like you're not happy. And I don't know how to, I can't go on like a million vacations with you to make you happy. And I can't go on a date every night to make you happy just because we have kids. Like I can't, I, I feel like before our struggle was you wishing I could give myself more to you, which I probably could. And feeling rejected when I gave myself, when I chose kids, like mm-hmm. every moment of the day, yeah. if, me feeling like I can either choose Dallin or the kids instead of us just being in the circle, all of us together. And for sure, there's times when Dallin and I need time away mm-hmm. or time alone, but it was really hard to feel like you were always wanting me to choose you even when the kids needed me. Yes, precisely. So I think um, what it comes down to, I was like, instead of being principle centered, like centered in my principles, what I believe is like, is important and what Dallin should do. Like I was centered in Ashley, I think, and just doing whatever I felt like Ashley would want me to do. And that is not fulfilling at all. I think both the husband and wife need to be principle centered so that you have something to bring to the spouse, to the other You know what I'm saying? You have to have your own principles and what you stand for and what you believe in and what you feel is right and good and true to bring to your spouse. So you could be like, what's up? Let's do this together rather than what do you want me to do? (laughs) You know, and vice versa. And so I think spouse centeredness is like an easy thing to fall into or centered in your kids or centered in church or centered in whatever. But if you're centered in principles you believe in, then you can bring that to your spouse and bring that to your kids and being like, hey, I'm going to add value and help you out because this is what I stand for and believe in. And I'm doing this because it's right to do this, not just because it's what I expect you want me to do. I want it to be super clear. Dallin didn't do this initially. And I didn't do this initially in a lazy way. Like George was born and we entered survival mode with our child. And I had been a kindergarten teacher. I have like basically a master's degree in child development and teaching. I've babysat my whole life. Dallin had done none of that stuff. Like he didn't, he had never spent any time with babies more than like holding a niece or a nephew when they were just born for like one minute and then being done. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yep. That's pretty much it. So it was just kind of like, it started out a very like kind thing, like me telling Dallin how to do things because he didn't know. And for like he was super dependent on me just because he didn't like he didn't know what it meant when a baby cried this way or how to swaddle a baby like and it just kind of became 
like master apprentice situation. And Pretty it, much. And it lasted yeah. way too long. Yeah. Instead of me stepping up and learning things for myself, I just kept relying on Ashley telling me what but to do with kids. You don't know the, no one, like I, no one knows the right time. Like, I'm not going to look at you and be like, okay, like I've taught you everything. I'm done. Like it, and you're, you don't want to be like, stop being a butthead telling me what to do. Cause I'm not be, trying to be mean and you're not trying We're both to be just trying to dependent. We're trying just trying to survive to, and do what needs to be done. But there's a better way, better mindset to go about it than just you know, being, just doing it because it's what I think needs to be done or what's right. and I don't it's know doing what, it because it's coming from you. It's what you feel like is the right thing to be doing right now. And I guess and a good use of your I time. I didn't know. I didn't, couldn't know when you started feeling like from feeling grateful and thankful that I was there to like tell you what to do. I didn't know when that switch started happening to feeling like resentful and like I was lording over you. So it's thank you for letting me know. And so this is me rising up and just being a more proactive person who's like acting for himself rather than just, you know, waiting for you to tell me what to do or waiting or just acting every whim and, and random thing that comes like along. You're not, you just, it's just like I have things that I just I've always had things that I stand for, but I'm just being more mindful of is this really what the best thing to be doing right now or am I just reacting to this or that or, or whatever. like I have to now it's hard like I have this weird feeling where it's probably because of the roles we were filling where I just I feel bad leaving the kids with you because 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 I guess I never trusted you and because I don't really think you wanted me to trust you for a really long time to leave I just them wanted with you. you to handle them right yeah. so I was always I was always the one with who thought of everything and who like made sure every and then it's just and now I'm in a place where if I want to go visit a friend for the day, like I should trust Dallin and I have to bury those. Will Dallin be okay? Like, is he going to be able to handle it? Yeah. Because you can. Hopefully that'll get easier. No, because you can, bury. but it was just very before, like you were my babysitter when I needed you, but it like not, your not my like equal not in parenting. the primary caregiver with me. So yeah. So we are equals now at least. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are Did equals now. Mean? I wasn't saying that in a mean way. No, it's, it's probably true. It's just like I was relying on you Not too like much. Not like you weren't to... a loving father. It was just, I always felt like the responsibility was mine. And if I needed help watching them, I would ask you. But if I wasn't asking you, you could fill your time with other things if you wanted to. Yes. So we're being more, more equal in this. Like I want to be like equally yoked with you, two oxen pulling the wagon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I guess what my principle, like what I'm bringing to the table, you know, as like Prince centered on Dallin's principles, like I want to get up in the morning, I want to pray, I want to like read the scriptures and I just have my gym time scheduled sometime that day so that, and that's basically what I need to, to, to like do to take care of myself so I can bring Dallin to you and to the kids and be like, okay, I've taken care of myself now I'm ready to go. Or like, instead of going to the gym, like going mountain biking that day or something. Those are just the few things that I'm doing to like take care of myself personally and have the things that I want to do, you know, to right. take care of myself. And then also just like, I have like a little mission statement about who I am as a husband and a father. And as like a, like professionally, it's like, I have goals there and, and like, I understand that. And 
just I'm living out of that rather than reacting to anything that comes at me. Just I'm living out of that rather than reacting to anything that comes at me. I think our next step building off of this would be to figure out roles or jobs like uh, like who's who wants to be more in charge of because I feel like my mind I've been doing not everything but I've kind of taken like like my mind is on those things like I feel like if I don't make that start them happening they won't happen like that's what the Nelson said like they just they have processes and systems and he's like it sounds lame but that's yeah, how we get like so much little, done. Like who, He's like, we have processing systems and roles. Gets the kids out of bed or like little things. Like not that there can't be flexibility in it or who's in charge of remembering baths or like who's in charge of, I don't know. There's just like little things like There's so learning, many things with like kids, kids that, educa- Like just little yeah. things I think would be a, a good thing for us to do next. Yeah, probably. There's always things with kids that you'll have to just react to because it's so no. unpredictable. Like, oh. Huge blowout. We got to give them back like right now. Just like maintenance things. Yeah, maintenance things. And just what day so, are we going to clean what and who? Yeah, and just so you have all that stuff. Authority over things that I've previously like just just things around the controlled. house. I guess maybe this. So partly you have is control big, over stuff. This is partly a shift because we're both working from home now. Yeah, which is hard. So and this great. might not apply as much to other people who has a spouse or both spouses like out of the house. You and could it, fit it. Everybody in has now. their own system. I guess this is our system that we're working on. Now. I feel like as they're not infants anymore and like literally eating from my body. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you were going to out of the home for work we would start putting systems in place when you got home. Like, like what does Dallin do with the kids when he gets home? Like what, like what can I count on Dallin doing when he gets home? Like, is he going to like be in charge of switching the laundry or like, like laundry is a facet, like Uh rather than just bedrooms, Yeah, just having system. That's what the Nielsen, I would love to see the specifics of their systems and processes that they had. Yeah, like who makes that our be, bed? I'd like, be really interested to just see Just like that. jobs. So you can wake up every morning and be like, okay, I need to get these jobs done. And I can wake up and know like Dallin's doing these jobs. And just I'm so doing it's not a big jobs. guessing game where I ask you what you've done or you ask right, me what I've done. Right, and it's not me waking up stressed out. We have 18 things to do. Because the house is a big Job, thing to manage. Like the house. A well a well running, a right. smooth, a well-oiled machine of a house and I family like is a big thing to run. My mind would just relax if I could just throw some like ownership ownership at you like you have things that you have taken it's true like you take ownership over like written or known laundry is such a it's such a like a laundry's huge oh the woman doesn't like what's the word i'm looking for but like seriously it's a thing that always needs to be done in the house and it's never ending it's a cyclical thing that nobody wants to do like we we've (laughs) done this a little bit has always taken ownership over laundry and i was like have you ever once just looked at the toilet and and thought <laughs> this needs to be cleaned? Yeah, I know. So it's like for real. It's it sounds just like lame stupid, and un, boring and not boring and basic. Things. But it, we need to have systems and processes for all this little stuff. Because it used to be, like, and it will just for, it'll make us both more relaxed. No, well, it used to be Dallin's at work, working his like butt off. Thank you. And I'm at home doing working my butt off. Uh huh doing these jobs but suddenly we have a home business and we're both in the home and we're both 
equally working on the business, the amount of time that Dallin used to be solely working outside of the home at a different business. So then home things are falling apart. And sometimes I'm just like, how is he not so stressed out? Because I'm sitting around because they weren't his jobs. Like they were my jobs. And I got so used to you asking me what, or you telling me what to do around that or me asking you what to do around the house. They were my jobs. And you just took ownership over everything around the house, which was fine with me. But but like, like, that's how it should have been. Cause you were not here. Like I was the one at home. It was my job to take care of our home. Uh Uh-huh. And, and then you, you came it. home and they were still like, it, it never, there was never a conversation. Like these are the home jobs now that you're home and I'm working on the business like five hours a day. Like you need to do some of them. Like there was never that conversation. So as things in like, as laundry started getting built up and the kitchen stopped being clean and the bathroom started turning into like <laughs> sick bacteria holes. Gross. That's an overstatement. Like I'm definite, very clean. Definite overstatement. I would look at Dallin and he'd just be like, la-di-da, this is great. (laughs) And I'd be over there just shriveling in stress Uh because everything was not up to standard. And that, I think, is our next great tackling effort. Systems and processes, baby. Systems and processes. If you don't know what we're talking about when we refer to the Nilsons, go back a few podcasts and listen to our interview with Bob and Kathleen Nilsson about their insights on marriage and family. Um, super amazing people that we really love and are friends with and look up to. So love that podcast. Okay. I'll be really quick with my little mantra Yeah, we went on that for I'm a while working there. on and trying to like work on in myself. I'm reading this book called Positive Parenting. And if you have kids, you know that when your kids start growing like thoughts and attitudes and personalities, you feel... Actually, don't, don't, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Don't, feel like rushing i'm gonna cut this into two podcasts oh because we try to keep podcasts like 30 or 40 minutes this is already coming up on an hour and i don't want to cut yours short because yours is really good okay so well just as my babies stopped being babies i started feeling eternally lost because i'm good at five-year-olds like i was a kindergarten teacher Mm -hmm. i can do elementary ages i was just lost when george started having huge emotions Like I didn't know how to, I knew I wanted to parent them a specific way, but I didn't, it's hard to have faith in a parenting style when you just don't, when you're a parent and you've never been a parent before. That's true. So I have, I bought a lot of, and like you guys probably know, I'm kind of like a gentle, positive parenter. Like I'm part of that school of thought. And if you're not, you can just turn this off right now and don't listen. And like to each their own, there's no hate. This is just. As opposed to like. As opposed to like a more like old school, like specifics, like we don't really, I don't like yelling or hitting like parent to child stuff Mm -hmm. or just, I, I don't know. I think if you look up positive parenting or attachment parenting, it's kind of like a new school of parenting. Attachment parenting doesn't sound like positive parenting to me. Attachment. That's more with like babies. Um, Like I don't sleep train. I don't put them on a feeding schedule. I just... Because oh, positive parenting doesn't... The, no, attachment it, it's, is the like... The goal isn't to get your kid attached to you. No, attachment parenting is more with babies, like how I treat my babies. Oh, okay. Not that... If you don't do it that way, not that you're wrong. That's just like what makes my heart happy and what I feel comfortable doing. Like attachment parenting... I'm not an expert either, but from what I've gleaned, it's kind of 
Like I hold my baby when they cry. I feed them when they're hungry. If they wake up a hundred times at night hungry, I feed them a hundred times at night. The sh- there's no like, that's just with infants. That's just how I am. If I can hold them, if they want me to hold them all day, I'm going to hold them all day. If they need me to like sleep, like hold them all night, I'm going to hold them all night kind of thing. And it's really hard and it's really draining. My question with that is like, when do you start teaching them independence and help them to realize they can sleep all night? I feel like you don't need to. I feel like children just naturally. Because like our pediatrician said at six months, you can start helping them sleep through the night, you know? So that's where I guess we differ or I guess I haven't studied as much as you. Maybe I just because i i don't want to take over your time no i feel like you kind of exist in a little bit like the whole infantness and babiness is kind of a mystery to you because i've always nursed them like i know when my baby is crying i know if it's a hungry cry or a pain cry or a I want you to hold me cry like i know and it's and like i always nursed exclusively so it was kind of my realm and i think that might be where I don't know if it's me wanting to teach our kids independence already or me I guess being lazy and wanting to sleep all through the night is you don't it's not something you don't you don't I don't think my babies need independence I think that's a natural thing like look at George like he tells me to go away all the time like he he he's not lacking in independence or ability I I think I just, I baby my babies and probably my toddlers, but they're just babies. And anyways, if this is like religion, like a super sensitive topic. Yeah, it's definitely very opinionated. And I don't in any way think my way is the only way. It's just the way that like makes my heart happy. But I found this book, Positive Parenting by Rebecca Eanes, and I've just started to try and read these books and I haven't read them as much as I want to. But when I do, I feel like I just put so many tools in my like back pocket. So when, because as a kindergarten teacher, when I had to have systems worked out, when something happened, I had to be able to have a reaction like in a second. I had to be able to, because I was like the supreme leader of my 30 children classroom. And if I was weak or wavered, it was just like an illustration to everyone of what the real rule actually was. Even if it wasn't what I said, it like the rule is how I react or what I allow. Um, and I wanted, I don't like, I don't want George to grow up like spoiled or like mean or uncaring or unkind. Like I want him to grow up to be a kind, loving person who like thrives in society and I think when people choose like the the positive parenting approach it's hard to decide what is like it's hard it's hard to know like what is just you being kind and loving and nurturing and understanding of your child and what is you being like letting things slide that shouldn't, that is going to impact your child in a negative way, even though you're doing it so lovingly as far as functioning in society and being kind and friendly. Um, And it talks all about that. And I'm not like, there's so much, like I'm not going to get into it. Um, I, I guess the phrase is proactive parenting versus like empathetic parenting where you're, it's kind of 
permissive. Like positive parenting is not permissive parenting. Um, but uh, just a quote that I'm kind of trying to incorporate in my life. And there's literally a million in this book. It's just so full of so many things. And what I like so much about it is it has you look inward before you kind of parent outwardly and fix yourself and become a, before you try and quote unquote, fix your child. Um, and one of her paragraphs says, I learned a somewhat inconvenient truth. If I expect my children to be kind, gentle, compassionate, and respectful, I must be kind, gentle, compassionate, and respectful. Children do not listen to the instruction of hypocrites. It is your actions that guide their actions, not your lectures or your punishment. Words carry messages only to the ears, but actions speak to the heart. You see, you can read every positive parenting article there is and follow the advice to a T, but if you aren't controlling your own behavior, you can hardly expect your little ones to control theirs. Therefore, to effectively discipline your children, you must first discipline yourself. And again, like that is true to a point. Like there is a point where you have to like discipline your child. It's just saying to do that most effectively, like you need to be the like, shining example of what you're trying to like what you're trying what to like the end result you're trying to create in your child like you need to be that to expect it and that's just what I've been working on like we George's big issue right now is screaming like shrill screaming or if we tell him no or that he can't like eat another Reese's peanut butter cup it's like a, the switch is the switch is flipped so easily where he goes from this docile like lovely creature to just madder than mad and screaming and like he's starting to have the like you know like he's older he's two and a half he's able to to be mad specifically at me and to be mean to like he knows how to be mean or to be like he like will yell at me which is not acceptable in any way but the hard part is to model what you want him to be and and not be what he is being mm -hmm. because if he yells at me like my gut reaction is to like to yell back at him like no yelling stop it but in like a yell and to like take him to his room and be like, and I, and like I have, like yesterday he dumped a bucket of water on me while I was bathing James. And I like down, like ran upstairs. Cause I was like, George, no, like yelling and like definitely felt terrible about it. But like, that was me breaking. I'm glad I don't act like that all the time. I try like my hardest to, to just to like speak words to him. And I had a lot of practice in kindergarten because you're not really allowed to yell at your kids in school mm -hmm. definitely not allowed to hit them like you have to be a very like calm collected strong disciplinarian um so that's like what i'm working on now like if he yells at me to discipline him but to not do it through yelling or if he hits me like the gut reaction is to hit him back like mm -hmm. with anyone not that I do, but like 
trying to like instill that deep in my soul like the who, who do I want George to become and to react when he's exploding with that like person that I want him to become yeah yeah and before like I said like the old like the funk that I was in would just react to that and my emotions that arise because of him screaming and defying me my reaction is to yeah scream at him or spank him or something not that I spank him I don't spank George sometimes I want to but like I realize that like I need the next step in me choosing for myself how I want to be a proactive parent is to like predetermine how I want to respond in that situation. So when it happens and I get super right, when angry you, because when this little two-year-old who I brought into this world is like defying me and telling me what's his and, and like what he wants and he can't, he wants to do it his way, not my way. And it's just super annoying, but I just need to like help him. I, I first, I need to realize like this is his brain developing right now and defiance is normal and think- like, which is so hard because I just see this this little like human, a disrespectful yeah, creature. little disrespectful creature, but I just need to see him as a developing human who has like infinite potential and like coach him through this. And I think and like and all these things would like are just so hard. Right, it's a mind shift. Um, so I just that's what I need to work on now is deciding how I want to respond in those situations rather than just like out of my own anger and. Um, and you know, desire to be right and then stuff. I'd like to just get mad at him. I need to, I need to decide how Dallin wants to respond in those situations to actually help George, not just put him in his place. Well, it's, I think it's a great and terribly hard practice in empathy. I think this is why they say parenting helps you grow so much as a human, because it's true that they model who you are, not what you say to do. Right. And it's just like, it's a mind shift. Um, I think like the old cultural standard and maybe it still is, is like children should be like seen and not heard and children like shouldn't make like a commotion or I don't know, like should be very quick to fold to authority. Mm -hmm. And I think there's... (sighs) It's just like a hard line. Like if we want to, like you, they need to follow no, the rules. But I know that. also, I know, but it's also like the only way to break out of the mold of go to college, get a job in this world is to do like what teachers told you growing up not to do, and like to be different and to stand out and to to be loud, cause a commotion and be loud, you know, and to like yeah, is to do all those things that schools, um, like that schools what is the word just take out of you? <laughs> they got all of those natural feelings out of you. So like we want help. We don't want to help George to think for himself and to not, be, that, well, not me, be afraid of raising teacher. his voice. Let me just say this really fast. Like I was a teacher. Schools are wonderful places. Sometimes it's just hard to cultivate it's individuality. It's like 35 kids that you have to manage all day. When it's one teacher with 30 students, like there's a degree of control that needs to be had for everyone to hear and learn and listen and a lot of times that takes away from the individual child being able to be serviced to their full needs slash Help be their able best selves to come out. 
Um, They're unhampered. Just to able to just be, to be and say and do things that outside of a classroom situation wouldn't be a bad thing. But again, in a classroom situation, there needs to be an amount of control. Like mm-hmm. there just does. Like I'm the biggest hippie learner, homeschool advocate there is, but I was a teacher and had those same roles. Like raise your hand to talk and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I was just going to say like there's, it's hard to, I totally agree. There needs to be rules. Like there are rules, like rules are hard. Like we are the leaders. Our children are a part of our family. There are rules in our family that our kids need to follow. Like our family culture is kind, considerate, smart, learning, safe. Like, like it's not okay to hit our family members or our friends or anyone. Like, like those are rules, like safe hands, gentle voices, like kind actions. And like, that's where George is. Like he is in the middle of that tornado of learning those rules. Whereas like, Six months ago, it was, I cry when I want something. And if it, if it doesn't happen, I keep crying until they figure out what I want and give it to me. Like he is coming from that land, from yeah. baby land into toddlerhood, which is different. But I, I want him to grow up knowing there are rules, but also knowing that his voice and opinion is valid. And what I want to model to him is when my voice isn't heard, or when my opinion isn't the one chosen, I can react with kindness and calmness and communication. Mm-hmm. And like his way isn't always going to be the way we follow, but I want him to grow up feeling that at least I listened to what he wanted. Not just like shut up, you're a kid. Yeah. And I think that's because all of a sudden when they when they go to college, boom! All of a sudden you have to like right, speak had, up and and network and make friends and do things and make things happen for yourself, or else you're not going to you know achieve the goals that you want to in life. So like I want him to to leave the house with that mindset already. Like what I think, what I say matters. People, I expect people to listen to me, and like I have a voice. Basically, like just because someone has authority doesn't mean that they're smarter or better, or their ideas are more valid than mine. Uh-huh. Because somebody else is like at a higher level than me, that just means that they've or learned... Or that they're always that they've right. learned things before I've learned them, and I can do just what anybody else has done. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. But also to respect authority at the same time, which is hard. And I think I want him to respect good authority. Like, there are there is bad authority that he's going to come upon in this world that I hope he doesn't respect. Mm-hmm. But... For him, if if I expect him to respect my authority, I want to know in my heart that I was like ruling this household, ruling, quote unquote, like I don't want to be that, but leading, leading this house with love and listening and like an, an inclusive culture. Yeah. Yep. And that is, that's what we're both working on. There was a. I had a conversation with a, t- a parent when I was a kindergarten teacher. Her child, like, was one of my, like, I loved her child. It was my first year teaching. And she was just, like, a normal five-year-old girl. But she was super social and talkative. And I think in preschool that had been an issue. 
and her parents came to me in the first parent-teacher meeting and they were just they just entered they like started the conversation apologizing for her they were like i am so sorry I, she, I know she's probably a handful. She talks a ton. And I think I had said something like they were asking me, is there anything she needs to work on? Is there anything? Because I was just all positive about her. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they were just like, wait, but like we know her, like really what's going on? And I was like, well, if there's one, like her one small issue, like that we're working on is just talking when it's not time to talk or like distracting other people. And they were like, yeah, she's a terrible talker. Like she talks so much. I'm so sorry. And I just kind of paused and looked at them and and they're just reacting to like her preschool teacher who was probably at her wit's end with this girl because she talks so much and worrying about their little kindergartner going into first, second, third grade and being like a troublesome student. And I just said, um, I was like, her job for the next 12 years is getting through public school and and surviving it and learning as much as she can and and i was like and her and it's going to be really hard for her because she talks so much and she's super just energetic and a little bit defiant and i was like but her real job is going to be not losing that part of herself because as soon as she steps into college as soon as she walks through those doors like that's what's valued like team leaders people who have big ideas people who get things done people, people who, speak who, out. who speak out and don't who, just like follow the crowd like get the attention of their professor and who lead their study group i was like as soon as she gets to college she's good like she can make a hundred friends in three seconds and she's the leader of the girl squad in kindergarten like five minutes into the start of the year and mm-hmm. i was like you're like that's going to be her struggle keeping that part of herself alive through first, second, third, fourth, like, because she's going to get in trouble for it on the daily. For real. And, and I just, they were just, they were so like, what? Because. Yeah, I bet. That's I refreshing like, to hear as a parent. I was like, this is an, an attribute in her that is going to make her like a business leader and a, and a, just a leader in every situation of her life. And it's only an issue in a public school setting where, or because of the because, because structure. For good reason, there needs to be structure yeah. or else there would be chaos. Uh-huh. But as soon as you break out of public school, it's like who, who in this college is an individual who can think big and who can make themselves heard? And like that was my struggle in college. I was so used to being rewarded for being quiet. And mm-hmm. well, I was homeschooled a lot of my life and I broke out of that a lot, but like I was always the teacher's pet because I was quiet and followed directions and never made a fuss because I hated being in trouble. Yeah. So I was always just this golden student. And then I got to college and I was the, for like the, like none of my professors knew me. And when I needed to get a letter of recommendation, like <laughs> they weren't great ones because they didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. So... Well, that's really good insight, and I'm sure that a lot of people listening will really, really appreciate that because that's that's really good stuff, boo. Yeah, but not again. There needs to be rules. I'm not right. saying there shouldn't be. Like there is a family culture and a family dynamic. Like everyone, things need to work and happen. But it's good to keep in mind. Discipline equals freedom. It's yeah. That's it's what the seals say. Well, hopefully, 
I'm like the things I'm disciplining George in is hopefully things are all good things like that. He's can, I want him to learn how to like, you know, control his temper. Like Dallin and I had a conversation where like, it's been really hard on Dallin because he, like, he's not, he doesn't, he's just not used to dealing with babies and toddlers. And I think like, like the idea, we talked a lot about the idea of like, we, we shouldn't expect more of George than we expect for ourselves. Like sometimes it's frustrating that he can't sit quietly through church, but like Dallin and I are back in the corner on our cell phones too. Like we can't pay attention for that long either. We should, or we should but we don't like, so what we, we shouldn't get mad at George for failing probably less the same amount that we're failing. There's just no one sitting next to us to yell at us for being on our phone or just i don't know like yeah it's just my yeah the thing that i'm working on now is just modeling how i want george to be instead of just like listen to me because i say so but when i like when you like just helping him see the why right not just the what which is hard when they can't talk really i think our great lesson is just going to teach him how to handle emotions which i think we all could work on every human can handle their emotions better a quiet grouch who passive aggressive grinch when i'm angry like you're more of the like vocal like i'm really mad right now and then your match burns out and you're fine yeah but like and when i'm mad i just say things before i think about them too and no but never helps it's good to (laughs) no it's good to to see like we're not we're not experts at controlling our temper we should so not expect George, who is two, like we're 30, to expect basically 30 to be an expert at controlling his. Yeah. Yep. Those are my thoughts. So there it is. The, That's what that I'm was working the on. Longer than we planned on. Like I said, I, I just decided we're going to split this podcast into two parts. So you are still, you are listening to the second part now uh obviously because you clicked on the second one so yeah thanks for sticking with us i hope you got something out of this this is just what we've been working on right now and um this has been a good podcast i've enjoyed it ash yeah you're a a good person to be married to you know that i wish we could podcast every day it's really quite serene and calm for real i hear james waking up right now yeah we're off to film a vlog to, to the farm no thanksgiving point thanksgiving point yes to the butterflies it's gonna be a fun day it's sunny it's bright outside it's gonna be sunny the next few days so we're just gonna get outside and we're just filming outdoors fun things today it's gonna be a fun vlog go follow us on facebook and youtube if you're not following the dashleys yet and on instagram everything is just type in the dashleys and you'll find us thank you so much for listening thank you to the those of you out there who have chosen to be a supporter of this podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. You and it means just so, make our day. Yes. And we are just glad that you find enough value from this podcast to support it. And um, if you are interested in becoming a podcast supporter, you can do that through the Anchor app. Just find us on Anchor. Download yep. the Anchor, app. Anchor.fm or you just search Anchor in the app store and download the Anchor app and you can support us through there because that's where we host our podcast through anchor and that would mean so much to us and uh also another way to support us is go and leave a review on itunes or i think stitcher is another not many places you can leave reviews for 
podcast yet. Most people listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go leave us a five-star review there. It would mean so much if and really help us out too. you have follow us on Instagram, we choose someone every week and send them a Chick-fil-A gift card if they share our like a picture of them listening to our podcast or share our podcast on their Instagram stories and tag us in that. Yes. Tag the Dashleys. Mm-hmm. So good luck. We hope you win. We love you. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. All we have is one twin size mattress on the floor. Now I won't ask for more. And I don't care. There's not a lot of room to spare. Feels like we have it all. Inside these four walls Even when it changes Even when we make it All I need is room for you Let's build a big little life We don't need a lot to get us high We started out with nothing But it never felt like nothing You were all I had to find Let's build a big little life Cause we don't need a lot to get us high We started out with nothing But it never felt like nothing Let's take it all in stride Build a big little life I suppose it's inevitable We'll grow old That's the way it goes But there's one thing I know Even when it changes Even when we make it All I need is room for you Let's build a big little life We don't need a lot to get us high We started out with nothing But it never felt like nothing You were all I had to find And let's build a big little life Let's take it all in stride Build a big little life All we need is each other All we need is each other I'm more out with all the clutter All we need is each other Let's build a big little all we life need is each other We don't need a lot to get us high we started out with nothing, but it never felt like nothing. You were all I had to find. All we need is each other. Let's build a big little life. Cause we don't need a lot to get us by. We started out with nothing, but it never felt like nothing. You were all I had to find. So let's build a big little life. Cause we don't need a lot to get us high.